Happy Friday, kings and queens. I hope you had a wonderful week. And I hope you are going and you are planning to have a wonderful weekend. I know in Southern Maryland, the weather has been beautiful. I've even seen 80 degree temperatures ahead. Um, so it's been absolutely uh, amazing for, for late October. Today's episode is going to be a special episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to remind you guys to check out season two, episode two. The last episode um, is with the owners of Cargado. Cargado is your solution for when you're out on the go, whether you're at the airport or for me when I'm at a poker table and I need a charge for my my devices, whether that's my laptop, whether it's my, my cell phone, whatever the case may be. Cargado has the charging solution for you. And I just happen to know the one of the owners, Christian Craig, he, um, he he's actually one of my um, previous co-workers. Um, he's a dealer at MGM National Harbor, and he and his cousin Reggie um, started a business to solve a solution um, that Christian kind of kind of knew, but he really um, he was in the poker room and someone was complaining about not having a a device to charge his phones um, at the tables in the poker room. You can charge your phones at the table, but sometimes the, the, the devices underneath the table where you can plug in, they're not necessarily working. So, um, so Christian thought of an idea to have a more, um, more mobile and more efficient um, charging solution for, for poker players or anybody that's traveling to and from it's away from the home. Um, so, Definitely check out that episode. Um, they dove deep down into who they are, um, just their their ideas, how they put their idea um, on paper, and they executed that idea. Um, and it just seems like it was match made in heaven. Christian and Reggie are cousins, but it, it just seems like it was just it was meant to be. So definitely check out um, their story, and definitely check out their their product as well. I guarantee everybody can use that. Um, you, you know, other brands that provide charging solutions, but not quite like these guys are doing. They know exactly what uh, the, the issue is and they have a solution for you. So make sure you check out that episode. Um, there should be a link for their website in there as well. If you, uh, if you're looking for their product and their websites there, you can check them out a little bit deeper and then listen to the podcast and get to know them a little bit more. Uh, but today's episode, season two, episode three is titled little Vegas. Um, so in today's, and I'm going to explain that later today's episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of my backstory. And by providing that backstory, um, you can kind of see when I found this, uh, found the history of Waldorf, Maryland in Charles County, Maryland, Southern Maryland, how it's almost, it's, it's almost funny how uh, coincidental this is. And, um, and I think I've really kind of like found my calling and found my purpose, my passion, um, and what I really want to do before I leave this planet, uh, leave my legacy. Uh, but I want to get into the show, so please make sure you check out uh, my YouTube page. If you enjoy this podcast, I guarantee you'll enjoy my live show. Um, I do a live show on YouTube and on Facebook on Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. 
Eastern. You can watch that show, release the episode every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's called All In Society and Friends. So pretty much it's the same uh, concept of this podcast. This, pod- this podcast, it dives a little bit deeper into my my day-to-days and what I'm going through as an entrepreneur, um, podcaster, content creator, um, semi-professional poker player, investor, all that. I kind of give you a little bit of a glimpse into my life in this episode, a little bit of my diary. And in the show, All in Society and Friends, I bring on the people that I uh have I've met and um, developed relationships and friendships with friendships with in my life. And I bring them on the show to spotlight them and um, to learn, to be quite honest, everybody has a story. Everybody has more knowledge and more expertise in something other than myself. So we bring them on to share their insights and hopefully it inspires and, um, and educates and entertains you guys as well. So please check that out. Um, you also check out my website. If you want to contact me, it's www.allinsociety.com, A-L-L-N-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com. Uh, a couple of links there. You can click, leave your email, and I'll be sure to uh, be in touch with you, any products and service that I have rolling out in the future. And, and trust me, I have a lot planned, um, especially for the YouTube show. Again, all in society and friends. Just go to YouTube, um, type all in society and friends in your search on YouTube. I also have the links in the episode description of this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, make sure you download all these episodes, um, share, leave a review. I truly appreciate it. Any support. Um, I truly do appreciate it. That's how I grow. If you enjoy this, if I entertain you or provide any value, please um, share with your friends and family. You can check me out on Instagram um, at A-L-L underscore I-N underscore C-P-2. That's all in C-P-2 on Instagram. And the new episode of this podcast drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday and Wednesday, I give it to you at 8 p.m. Eastern. Friday, a little early uh, for you to enjoy your weekend at 5 p.m. Eastern. All right, Little Vegas. So uh, I went down the rabbit hole of uh, on Google, looking through Wikipedia, just trying to figure out uh, the history of Waldorf. And I was amazed at what I found. Waldorf was known as Little Vegas. It's also known as Wakanda. Um, <laughs> Waldorf has a large uh, African-American population. Um, if you know anything about the demographics uh, of the DMV or D.C., Maryland, Virginia, uh, PG County, which is north of Charles County in Maryland, there was a large black population there. And I believe uh, not too long ago, PG County was the richest black county in America. Um, but after COVID it there's been like a there's been a flock to Charles County and a lot of those folks that were in PG County um found it a little bit more affordable uh southern more southern part of Maryland um a little bit farther away from the DC area I am been purchasing homes um in the suburban area in Waldorf and so Waldorf has boomed and now um from what I've seen Charles County is now the richest black county 
in America and because it is all the way out there from the DC area uh, the natives from the DMV call it Wakanda that's found found that out so I in Waldorf is Wakanda so I reside in Wakanda and um, to be quite honest with you I plan to be the Black Panther and I mean that and I've planned on to be Charles County or Waldorf's superhero and I really want to transform Charles County into a, a destination. And um, and I really think my background in the casino industry can help and do just that. And that's why I want to dive in in my background a little bit. And uh, we're going to dive deeper into the information that I have found um, on uh, Waldorf and what this in Charles County was, what Waldorf was in the 1950s. Um, in the 20 years following that time period. Okay, so for me, and I will make this short and sweet, give you just enough of what you need. So through high school, and I grew up in Michigan, and I went to high school in a high school called Grand Blank High School in Grand Blank, Michigan, suburban area. It's My, my parents grew up in Flint, Michigan, and they worked for General Motors, um, my father used to travel a lot for for work, going over to China, uh, working for, um, he started his own business and also working for General Motors. Uh, my mother worked for General Motors as well. Um, they, they both retired from General Motors. And um, a growing up, uh, my parents enjoyed uh, in their free time, they had uh, disposable income, they enjoyed going to the casino. And so uh, there's a specific casino that always comes to mind. It's called Soaring Eagle, and it's in uh, Mount Pleasant, uh, Michigan. And this casino, it was, this was a great idea. And I think because they knew that the folks were coming from, uh, from southern part of Michigan, or not necessarily, well, more southern part than uh, the Mount Pleasant. And so they had a daycare at the casino and it was, the daycare was awesome. There was this big like um, bounce house playground area. They had games back then, like Nintendo 64, PlayStation, all that, Nintendo, all of that, that you could play. And it was a really cool place to hang out. Now my parents didn't abuse it, right? I wasn't up there all the time, but on like the weekends, um, especially when my dad was out of town, uh, I'm pretty sure my mom and I would go up there and, and she would be able to have you know, enjoy her time. And I would be safe at the, the daycare area. Um, we take the ride up there and they come back home. So just those rides and just being in the casino and in that environment, I think at a very young age, now it wasn't, it, it wasn't the gambling, but I was just the setting and just being in a casino I was kind of used to that. It almost felt like home and it was comfortable. And so I think this is just something to, uh, um, that resonated with me, but as I got older, I in in high school, I uh, developed a a liking for poker, and I I I saw poker on on TV on ESPN. Um, this is when uh, there was really big poker boom, uh, and they were airing a lot of the World Series of Poker coverage on ESPN. So I watched on there, learned um, my best friend Corey kind of broke down the game uh, to me. And then from there, I learned, uh, met some guys um, from high school, um, Josh, um, Sharky, Ben, Matt, and I, I played cards with them in high school. And they would always, they were a lot, they were great at math and just great um, 
academics. I was the the dumb kid. The uh, you know I was the black sheep. There's one black kid in the in in the small group. Um, so I kind of like uh, you know I stood out, but also I felt welcome. They never made me feel uncomfortable. Um, even if they like, you know, sometimes as a black kid, you hang out with the white kids, and they just kind of like, you know, what I'm talking about. They they just kind of think it's cool or whatever. And, but they behind closed doors when I'm not around, they're kind of like making jokes, stuff like that. That's not them. They were just like, they're, they were really cool. It wasn't about black and white or anything like that. It's just rather like if Claude like hangs with us or, or not, is he cool or he's not. And so I vibed with them, um, very well. And to be quite honest with you, I, I don't talk to them at regularly at all. I'll say maybe hello on Facebook, whatever, but the relationship really to this day, I really appreciate those, those, that friendship and those relationships I built with all of those guys. Um, because they, that poker was the one thing I was passionate about growing up as a, um, I was pretty much a only child. My sister was 10 years older than I, and we didn't really grow up on and live with, together. So it was just kind of like me doing my own thing. I didn't really have any passion for anything. It just kind of just went by life. I didn't want to, when I got out of high school, I had no aspirations going off to college or doing this and that. I just wanted to kind of just like do my thing and be happy. I had no really, no real career aspirations, no goals. I enjoy just playing cards. So I really enjoyed that passion and a love for poker throughout high school. Now I did end up going uh, away out of the state to Memphis university for my freshman year. I ended up coming back home. I did well, um, academically. Um, but I just, I was shy, I was um, reserved, and I just wasn't ready to kind of be away from home or be away away from where I felt was comfortable. And the whole living on the dorm, the, everything was terrible. I ended up coming back home, and um, without getting to the weeds, I learned how to deal cards. So I went from playing cards and having fun with that. I was playing online poker as well, and I learned how to become a dealer. And uh, from becoming a dealer, I was working at charity poker rooms in Michigan and also going to school. And I really got to the point where I, well, I know what happened. I was going to school at uh, the University of Michigan. There was a University of Michigan Flint campus where I took classes there. But my dad was like, go to school here. Um, you can get your degree here. It says University of Michigan. No one's going to look and say it doesn't say University of Michigan Flint campus. It says University of Michigan on your diploma. So that was um, that was the plan. But I ended up leaving school because I knew that I had something to fall back on. And uh, the reason why I left is because it was time for me to start paying for my own um, schooling. And I was not willing to do that. I didn't want to get in student loan debt. Um, not, I've never been a person that really wanted to fall into carrying a lot of debt. Um and to this day, I, I'm, I'm glad I built that in, into me at a very young age because, um, you know, there's a lot of people my age that there's, they're going through some things, um, especially in this economy, and not everybody can say that they're pretty much debt-free outside of just paying their mortgage. Um, I don't have any credit card debt. I don't have a car. I own my car. Um, I'm doing pretty decent financially. So um, knock on wood, it feels good to say that. Um, at the age of 35, I'm a single black male. Um, so it feels good to, to hold my head high and have that as an accomplishment. Um, but moving along. I, I dropped out of school and 
and I really pursued um, dealing in the casino industry. Um, I decided I wanted to get a job in the casino. And so I, there was a lot of some from the charity poker room. There's a couple guys that would come into the, uh, into the room, um, from and work just to make a few, uh, odd dollars that were from the area, but they would go out to Vegas every summer and they would make money out there. So I wasn't one of the people that they helped out to get out there. I had to do it on my own and I'll let you figure out why that was that way. But needless to say, I found my way out there and I've gone leaps and bounds ahead of some of those people that, um, that have gone out there and that's, everyone has their own story. Um, but, uh, I also think that it's very funny that, um, you know, I had to kind of go through hoops and kind of find my own way through things and uh, people had other, uh, doors open to the, for them a lot easier. But despite that, um, I took a look at it as a challenge and that's always looked at as challenge to life. And, and that's why I keep a very small circle and I don't let a lot of people in. Cause a lot of people don't know what I've been through and I don't have time to sit here and still tell you what every door that I've uh, broken down and everything that's been put in front every obstacle has been put in front of my face and I've just ran through it. Um, so when I tell somebody I'm going to do something and it might sound outlandish, um, to them, and they kind of look at me crazy. If you look at me crazy, then and I, I can kind of tell that you're not bought in. And that's fine. And I'll keep you around as long as I I need to, as long as it's beneficial for me. But it's when it's time for me to shine and I feel like you're not, you know, you're not helping me get to where I need to be, where I want to go, regardless if you think it's attainable or not. I'm going to get to where I need to be and you're either going to be here with me or you're not. And so that's kind of how I live, live life. Um, if I want something, I'm going to go out and grab it. I'm not going to wait for something to pace, possibly um, walk into my uh, walk into my hands. If I want something, you got to take it. And so that's my mentality. And so that's why to this day, um, I keep a very small circle. I have no problem with being alone. I have no problem going to eat and out alone because I'm going to find people. And there's not very many people on this planet to look at the life, look at life, see the, and see the things that I see. And a lot of times that's looking at, at the world and you're looking at the same exact things that I, that I am, but I see things that are not physically there and make them come to fruition or I can kind of see things happening before they happen. And there's been multiple times in my life. I'm not going to sit here and break this down and show you why I'm Notre Dame or anything, body body like that to predict the future. Um, but you make your own luck. And sometimes it's not about predicting the future. Sometimes it's about making that you speak it into existence. You make something happen. If you want something done, you make it happen. You don't wait for someone else to get it done. There's no superhero. There's nobody here that's going to come down and save us. If you want something done, you need to do it yourself. Now, getting back to the story, and I promise this is all going to to tie in at the end. I appreciate you following me if you're still following with me. So, as I said, I found my way out to to Vegas, and 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 I worked the World Series of Poker. I worked there in the summer, um, their whole event. It was mind, mind blowing. I loved it. 
Um, and from there, I learned, all right, so the World Series of Poker, it's not just out in Vegas. There's a World Series of Poker circuit that travels around, and then just everybody meets up in the summer, and there's a the big vi- event in the summer. There's something that's going year-round. And so I find um, my way onto these crews um, working these events. And so you know people that, like, the traveling circus, they go from city to city, town to town. Essentially, it's that. There's these poker events that travel from casino to casino to casino, putting on events throughout the year. And there's different brands, there's different entities, different companies that put on different events. And so you can bounce between um, different uh, companies or different groups, um, or you can just work with one company who maybe is a major company and give you consistent work. So it's all just to how you build your schedule and um, you have to pay for your own, your own expenses. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes jobs are just break even. It's like a paid vacation. But I tell you, working here uh, compared to what I, the money that I made when I was working at MGM uh, in Maryland, opposed to the money I was making it and kind of like the stability and being, you know, having my own home and, uh, you know, to come back to opposed to being on the in a hotel all the time and always on the move. I was so much happier. I was traveling with people that um that I that pretty much they're like family at this point. It's my you're they're your road family. So you grown accustomed to to living with them. You don't necessarily room with them, but they're just there working the same events and it's it, it was a it was a very fun lifestyle. I truly miss it, and that's why I'm trying. I'm building this out now to kind of get back in and going traveling and doing those things again. But making my own, uh, kind of making my own schedule and building out my own um, way of of traveling the circuit and providing value for you guys. I'm, next year, I'm going to be traveling. The parents live in Mississippi, and so there's two World Series of Poker Stops in Tunica, Mississippi. So I'll, I'll be traveling there. I'll be playing some events. And um, I'll be doing some shows um, on the road as well. So stay tuned for that for next year, amongst all the things that I have um, planned for next year and at the end of this um, year as well. So um, traveling throughout uh, the country, this is pretty much from 2000, I want to say 2013 till 2016. And when I got off the road and I started uh, working at MGM National Harbor, I opened that property. So like I said, in 2016, I opened that property. Um, I traveled uh, the World Series of Poker and I had the opportunity to working um, some some really cool events out in California. You can see one of the events. It was a World's Poker Tour, um, Legends of Poker. I actually worked a, a live stream event. And if you go to the website, allinsociety.com, A-L-L-N-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y.com, um, you could click one of the the videos and you'll see uh, my me dealing at the World Series of World Poker Tour, um, Legends of Poker. You can actually see me dealing in action in one of the live um um, streams. So definitely check that out. One of my uh, proudest moments and achievements in my dealing career. It was a lot of fun. So check that out on the website. Um, and also leave your email so I can stay um, in contact with you. So I'd uh, definitely check it out and share with your friends and family as well. I will be making a, if you're interested in dealing 100%, I'm starting classes. Um, if you reside in the state of Maryland, um, uh, we can meet up around either the 
Maryland Live Casino, or we can meet up at MGM. If you're interested in dealing, I can definitely point you in the right directions and help you with that. Um, new career change, anything like that. If you have any questions, we can meet there. Or if you want to uh, just um, reach out to me, just go to the website, leave your email. I will. Uh, you can contact me there. Or um, I'll reach out to everybody that signs up. I always reach out kind of like a welcome. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the society. So definitely uh, make sure you take advantage of that. If you're interested in poker, I just have any questions about the casino industry at all. Maybe you're interested in a new career path. Uh, but so in 2016, I so I moved here with uh, my a significant other at the time. And um, we... When went our separate ways and, and this is 2019. And so in 2019, I said, well, if I'm going to stay in this area and live by myself, I'm sure not renting. And so I said, I'm going to save up some money and I'm going to purchase my first home. And so purchasing my first home, um, I got, uh, 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 an agent to kind of help me shop for homes in my, uh, my price range and every home where we went to, there was just something that it wasn't right. And so I started looking myself and sure enough, I found a home in Waldorf, Maryland. And for whatever reason, Waldorf would have made perfect sense for someone, a young African-American male. To it is the like I said, it's the richest black county in America. If the agent knew anything about anything, that would probably be an area that would make sense for me. But I was never showing any homes in this area. And I have my reasons and theories of why I was never showing a home in this area and why this area wasn't pretty good investment. Um, and so, anyways, I found this home. Uh, I bought my home and in 2019, purchased my home. Um, it was a great investment, probably the best thing I've ever done and my greatest investment because um, obviously COVID happened after that and home prices have skyrocketed um, in a short amount of time. So I've had a decent amount of equity built up in my home. Um, just as a lot of people are kind of stuck in their homes, if they are, um, you know, purchase a home around this time, they have a, a great rate compared to the rate, like the 8% uh, mortgage rate that are um, available are right now. So that leads us to... Um, Today's episode, I know this is a long story, took 20, 25, 20 minutes to get there, uh, but now you probably understand. So you understand that I have a background in poker. Um, uh, I'm The casino industry is entrenched in me one way or the other, either as a consumer or as a um, in the casino casino industry um, expert or veteran. Um, I didn't tell you guys when I moved to Maryland, I, as you know, I was a dealer. And from there, I moved from dealer to supervisor um, and supervisor to manager. And a short amount of time, I was the senior manager. Um, I was the, basically the hiring manager. A lot of the people that still work there today um, have uh, are. I've hired personally and some of the, a lot of the great people that I have hired have left there as well. And you can take that for, for what it is. Um, but, um, Waldorf, Maryland, that's kind of what, what's today's episode is all about. Um, today's episode is titled little Vegas or story time, little Vegas and you might be wondering, well, well, why is this episode called Little Vegas? 
well, let's go, uh, let's take a trip. Um, and I'm not a big history buff, but this was so interesting to me. So I came across this article and I've seen a couple articles. I haven't really seen too many, uh, news reports and I really want to see if I can, um, find some local people around here and do some interviews about this a little bit deeper and further. Um, but I'm going to read this, uh, just excerpt from this article that I read. And this is just one of the articles that I found. There's multiple articles as well. Um, but it's titled Maryland's little Vegas in Charles County. Waldorf in Southern Maryland, Charles County was once known for tobacco farming and referred to as Beantown after one of the town's founding families. And later in the mid 20th century, Waldorf had a distinctive past as Maryland's little Vegas. Gambling was legalized in Charles County in 1949. And as a result, Waldorf experienced an economic boon in the 20 years that followed. In the 1950s and 1960s, slots, slot machines, eclipsed tobacco as the area's economic foundation. Slots created jobs in the area, and at its peak, slot revenue in Waldorf, Maryland, exceeded the slot revenue in Las Vegas, Nevada. Just think about that. That's crazy. So from the little bit of information that I got from a couple of the articles, so... It sounds like there wasn't a whole lot of uh, a law enforcement in this area kind of leading up before the gambling was legalized in Charles County. So there were slot machines that were there were in this area. There's a highway called 301 route 301. It's kind of a straight uh, shot. And I think it takes you all the way up to Baltimore. And I believe after the World War II. I'm terrible. One of the world wars guys, cause I'm not a history guy. Um, so I apologize for that one. After one of the world wars, um, there was a railroad that was built and that railroad brought a lot of, uh, was a means of transportation and brought a lot of traffic into Charles County, um, and Waldorf area. And, um, along 301, there was a lot of businesses that had these slot machines within the businesses. And I, and it became, it was becoming an issue because I've read in the articles, I read that the locals and it was even children that were playing these slot machines. And so law enforcement came around to kind of see what was poking around. It's see what's going on. And all the business owners simply did was just pull the slot machine stuff when they came around. And then after they left, they put it back up. Well, after cause figuring out this is kind of the business that was going on, they just uh, legalized the gambling. And so the 1950s and 1960s, there was uh, there was a big boom, right? And so there was a lot of hotels built. I guess a lot of the hotels are now been uh, shut down. There's still some buildings that are here, or and I believe there's one building that is one building that, a hotel that I want to uh, I want to check out because I think it's one of these old uh, casinos or one of these old hotels that used to house um, these slot machines. But they said at night they would line up. Uh, they would turn on these neon lights to attract the customers and just down route 301, there's be nothing but neon lights, lights and entertainment and, and a lot of slot machines. And, and that's what Charles County or that's what Waldorf was. It was little Vegas. Um, and it sounds like it was huge back then. Um, so listen to this Waldorf became a destination for people across the state and on the East Coast, celebrities frequent in Little Vegas and famous performers such as Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, Fats Domino, and Conway Twitty starred in Waldorf's nightclubs, namely the Stardust Motel and Lounge. 
So this is it's amazing what type of uh, activity was going on here. It says Route US 301 was nicknamed Slot Machine Alley as it was rumored that each building along the road harbored slot machines, including the gas stations, barbershops, and hardware stores. Other popular gambling spots were the Wigwam Casino, the Desert Inn, and the Waldorf Motel. It says, uh, while many enjoyed the entertainment, fancy restaurants, and employment that slot machine gambling brought to the area, slots also generated a great deal of controversy. In 1968, gambling became illegal in Charles County. Uh, the area and the county suffered in its wake, and the hardships that followed of the end of gambling in Southern Maryland may make some nostalgic for the slot machine days, while others remember Little Vegas as a little less rosy time in Waldorf's history. Um, because of a lot of the, 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 the gambling and the, in the entertainment, there was a lot of, I guess, like sex and, um, uh, promiscuous activity, I guess I'll say that. And so a lot of the residents, um, voted to, to, to ban and make the gambling illegal. They got rid of it. Um, there was a lot of mischief that was going on. And I don't know if this has to do with the demographics. I'd have to deep, dig uh, down a little bit deeper because I'm pretty sure the demographics back then were 100% not where they are now. Um, Waldorf has a large is predominantly uh, majority uh, black and brown community. And I believe back in the day that was not, not the case. Um, I'm not sure um, if there was a lot of people that were coming in that they didn't feel comfortable. And so they decided to, to kind of nix the gambling, whatever the case may be. Um, but with that background and my poker um, experience, reading this and seeing because I I live in Waldorf and I travel to MGM and it's about a 25, 30 minute drive um, up up the highway in order to get to MGM. And it's a pain in the buck, pain in the butt having to do that because traffic on um, the ways the roads are constructed is very busy here. And depending on the time of the day, um, it can take you a lot longer to to get to and from um, Charles County and uh, to PG County or vice versa or other areas in the area. So that leads to, you know, what my mission and what I really want to do is bring some sort of entertainment and at least some bit of nostalgia of, um, of the little Vegas back to Waldorf. Now that, there's a different different demographic. There's a new sheriff in town. Um, I want to turn Wakanda into a place that is a poker hub. And what that entails, time will tell. But I already know that poker and cards are, are, are big. Excuse me, cards are big in the black community. We all love playing spades and getting together. Um, and just enjoyed a, a good card game. I also played Tunk um, in high school. I'm sure that's a popular game. I'm not sure if they played that here in, uh, in Southern Maryland or not. I played that up north in Michigan. But I want to use poker just as a fun way to to get us in the door into investing and talk about putting our money together and what a great way to what a great way to do that and what great what a better place to do that uh with such a rich history um as charles county as waldorf has um but there's a different look now there's a different um 
there's a different community that's here. And so with that being said, I am going to the Black Wealth Summit tomorrow morning. This is I'm tech this is technically Thursday night that I am recording this episode. And tomorrow morning I'm going to the Black Wealth Summit. It's pretty much Maryland's version of Invest Fest. Governor Westmore is going to be there. Um, it looks, looks like the face of the event is Morris Chestnut. Um, I saw him on, on the news talking about the event. Um, uh, going to be plenty of speakers. Looks like um, Morgan Stanley is a sponsor, Charles Schwab, Truist Bank, um, amongst others. Um, so this is a two-day event, uh, Friday and Saturday. I'll be attending midday. Um, I haven't brought... Busted out my suits in a long time. I got a little scruffy beard going, but I don't care. But I'm going there to to network and um and meet some some people in this area that are movers and shakers and are really doing something because I hate to say this, but I couldn't the main reason why I couldn't stay at MGM is because I the people that I was working with, I felt like I was getting dumber by the minute. But you know, it sounds terrible to say that, but and it, it sounds crazy, but the the higher up I went in the meetings that I was in and the meetings that were being discussed and the time I was wasted, I could not be part of that anymore. And I hope that is not within the whole <laughs> um, umbrella of that, of that company. I, I definitely don't think it is because I, when I go to different areas and I go to their um, properties, I, I get a different um, experience. So, um, uh, that for what it is, I'll just kind of leave that for that. Uh, I'm going to focus on, on me and my agenda and what I plan on doing. And that's building something here in Southern Maryland and Charles County and spe- specifically in Waldorf, because if this is the richest black County in America, I want to keep it the richest black County in America. And I don't want that to just be a name. I want to do something. I want to bring this together and, what a great greater place to bring back or build back black wall street than Waldorf, Maryland. And I'll leave that to that. I'm not sure what I was trying to say there, Um, but I'll, that's a great place to stop. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode look kind of a little bit different than what we're accustomed to. Um, but it's Friday. Um, just wanted something just kind of a little bit more lighthearted, um, story time. And I thought this was, um, uh, something that, um, the viewers or listeners of my podcast might enjoy, um, listening to, uh, now this might be a, I'll probably do an extension of this and maybe be a little bit better. This is kind of like the trial run of how I wanted to kind of tell the story and kind of link, link it to my personal life. This is kind of the trial run. Um, a lot of this guys, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, when I do this podcast, I do not edit this podcast. I don't want this podcast to be, to be doctored up and edited. I want this to be raw. I'm going to push record and I'm going to talk. Now, sometimes I'll like stumble over my words in the intro and I'll just start over completely. But once I get going, um, even if I say, um, too many times or, or, but too many times or anything, I'm not going to sit here and edit that out. That's not what this is. This is almost like my diary. 
Um, but now I, I do have a structure to this, so I'm not going kind of off the rails because a lot of times I, I do tend to do that. But for this, for the podcast, I just want it to be raw. The, the live show, that's a little bit, that's a lot more scripted. I'll have people on and it's, I'll have a little bit more control, but this, this is more raw. So if you're looking for something that's going to be more structured and more, um, kind of clean cut, um, definitely check out, um, the all in society and friends on YouTube, subscribe, please. And, uh, and if you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please leave a review. Tell me if you don't enjoy this podcast podcast leave a review and tell me what you don't like but you listen to it so you obviously enjoy my content or maybe you stumbled across it but if you sit here and you listen to a whole episode and you say you didn't like it well you took your time to tell me you don't like it well i'm going to improve it um if if you want uh like an intro music and stuff like that i've been fighting that because i really wanted to put my heart and soul into the live show and this is just kind of more um, fun and just a way for me to be to get things out on off my chest and kind of like my diary. So I appreciate you guys listening um, to episode number three, season two. We're very quickly approaching 500 downloads, so I appreciate you guys. For, I appreciate everybody for listening to and downloading each episode. Um, probably by the end of this week, we'll be at 500. So I appreciate your contributions. Thank you for listening. Um, and remember, life is one big session. Play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability. And I promise you'll come out ahead.